Today's podcast is brought to you by Winsight Grocery Business, the premier source of information, inspiration, and ideation for retail decision makers. Proudly serving as the fastest growing food retail media in the nation. John Springer, the 10 Items or Less podcast from Winsight Grocery Business. I'm pleased to be here today with Sly Perrier of Mercatus. Sly, welcome aboard. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure being here. Let's just start off from your purview. What do you think the biggest challenges that grocers are presently facing, and, and how do you see them addressing this challenge currently? And are, you know, is that the right approach? Yeah, you know, from what I'm seeing from our interaction with our own customer base and talking to other retailers in the market, it's understanding, maturing what they currently have implemented, but also taking a deeper look, is it really truly being successful for, for their own business? And I think I get a sense from, from those conversations that a lot of retailers are coming with much more strategic knowledge to the table and are, are trying to figure out how to apply that. You know, another question, I guess, how, how grocers can think strategically about technology as it pertains to these challenges? They really have to start learning how to focus on the problem at hand as opposed to what they, the trap they traditionally fall into, which is the sexiness of the technology and thinking you can actually solve the problem. So even if you don't have a grasp of that and what, what truly you're trying to do, I think you can't be strategic because you're, you're being too tactical. Uh, you know, we, we got right into the biggest challenge that grocers had. I, 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 I let off with a home run here. Uh, but let's dial back for a second. Sure. You talk a little bit about your company, yeah. Mercatus. What are you guys up to? Um, and, and for our listeners who might not know, a little bit about Mercatus. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the company? Yeah, absolutely. So we are fundamentally a digital commerce platform that includes engagement and personalization. And when we talk about commerce, it's really end-to-end from intent through fulfillment. You know, we come pre-packaged with 58 partners now. Uh, They include Avalara, Salesforce, uh, Toshiba, Vitalik's. We have a recent implementation we've just done with GKPOS out of Germany that we're really excited about. You know, and our big thing right now that we're, we're fundamentally focused on is helping our retailers leverage the data they collect to drive some really strong actionable insights and convince customers to put that extra item in the cart. And we do that through AI personalization or aisle one product uh, that we recently launched and that we're demoing, uh, demoing uh, to all of our clients. Aisle one, talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, aisle one's an interesting concept. You know, if, you know, when you think the size of a grocery store today it could be twenty five thousand square feet, 35,000 square feet, 150,000 square feet, but we only really focus on buying maybe a thousand different products on an annual basis. You know, who has the time to walk through an entire grocery store? So when we think about that, aisle one is shrinking all those aisles into one aisle and making it that much easier to find and to buy the products you really want to buy. So, and and as you're a shopper, how do you interact with aisle one? Well, you log into your favorite retailer's website. The moment you log in, the products that are being presented to you are either because you have historically bought them, or we think that you would enjoy trying them out, uh, and then that carries through the entire experience, so whether you're building a shopping list, browsing the flyer, or browsing the recipe, that doesn't really matter. Equally, it's, it's not channel dependent, it works on both web and mobile. Okay, we hear a lot about AI, machine learning, computer vision, um, it, you know, just kind of as, as somebody from the, the technology field that is playing in grocery, uh, what do you see? out there as sort of the the more promising uh, technologies out there or the more interesting ones to you that you've seen grocers 
interacting with it that may not do exactly what you do. Yeah, it's 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 just this thing. I'm seeing a lot of technology, and I had this conversation in the last few days. And I think still today we're we're falling into a bit of a trap that a lot of the solutions coming to market are are fundamentally still searching for a problem to solve. And then specifically we get caught up in the buzzwords, right? AI, machine learning, virtual reality, and so on. Um, But you know, as human beings, we're quite simple. And so when I think of of AI, think of it as just a, a mathematical equation that goes through data that makes it easy to answer a question. But you, what you have to become good is not implementing the technologies. What's the question you yes. ask? Yes. And I think that's what we're trying to teach our, our retailers. What do you want to know about your shoppers? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's they get caught up in that world, that world of the tech side. Um, but I think that we still have a lot to, to learn to, to teach us out there. It, it's, it's, uh, it can be overwhelming to sort of witness all the solutions that are being thrown at you out there and and yeah i mean let's let's put it this way what is the question the grocers want answered right from your from your perspective is there is there a question or two that grocers need to answer uh, fundamentally how do i make more money uh-huh. and and you can look at that in two ways how do i reduce costs out of the supply chain in store and how do I convince a customer to add one or two more products to the basket that they don't buy from me? When we try to educate our, our retailers, think of your your journey map from the moment you get items from a supplier through your supply chain to your DC down to your stores. Then think of your whole customer journey map when they walk in or they buy online. And what are those fundamental data points that you could leverage to understand how to save money or make money? Mm-hmm. And that's that doesn't come easy because again, we just we get bombarded by the brouhaha that's happening out of the market and the pretty colors of what I like to call it. Okay, uh, so back to Mercatus, you've made a variety of announcements in, in, in the last uh, recent weeks. Um, can you share more about your news regarding your new customers, uh, including Smart and Final and Giant Tiger? And then I'll bring on to your your, uh, your new partner as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Giant Tiger, we, we started working with them over a year ago. Uh, amazing Canadian retailer. It's our first foray in working with a retailer on a ground-up loyalty program uh, that is mobile-only, uh, available coast-to-coast in in two languages, uh, which is exciting, and we partnered with Inmar on that one, so we're happy to work with them again. Uh, Smart Final's been an amazing labor of love working with a team out in Los Angeles. Uh, they're doing some amazing work on the B2C side, uh, leveraging Mercatus platform. Uh, and you, I got to give them credit. Uh, Ed Wong's a tremendous CIO uh, who has a, a very strong, ethical, aggressive approach to, to being number one in the market. Uh, we launched 255 stores in one shot. There wasn't a ramp up process, uh, and it's been well received in the market so far. Cool. You're also working with uh, a company called Bring, with two yeah. G's at the end, which yeah, is kind of cool, like a phone ringing. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. And I know the, a little bit of what they do because um, I know they work with Walmart. Um, they do. And uh, maybe you can explain a little bit of what they do. I think they, they efficiently route fulfillment somehow. They have right? this amazing logistics platform that can do routing, can do payments. Uh, it does. 
I like to call it 14 things really amazingly well. Uh-huh. And in our world, Mercatus, we've partnered with a lot of delivery solutions. Uh, we've worked with Shipped, we work with T-Force uh, out in the California market, uh, and we have some other smaller delivery companies that we work with. And that whole orchestration of the logistical process of getting things from the store out to the hands of the customer over time can become very tricky if you're dealing with volume. So we felt it best that we bring a logistic, a strong logistics platform in between what we do and our delivery partners to make that a much more transparent, gauge success, quite frankly, because that's important. Because if you're not learning about what you're implementing at the end of the day, you're really not doing anything successfully. Um, and ultimately, to, to remove the burden off of us, I, I like it when my team is focused. We don't pretend we do certain things, and logistics is just not So we decided to partner with the best in the industry. Uh, uh, back to a uh, industry-wide question again. You know, one of the uh, things I guess is, is come up on on sort of how to how to efficiently pick and fulfill orders. Mm-hmm. There is some uh, argument for a micro pick center. There right. is some argument for uh, you know an offsite big warehouse that can do that stuff more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And there's also shopping the store with uh, your Instacart type people, personal yeah. shoppers. I don't know if the question is 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 one answer the right answer, but I wonder if you can give me your thoughts on, yeah. on each of that. Um, there isn't a right answer, and and I think fundamentally people forget that growing any business, whether you're established today or not, whether you're coming up with a new concept that has to operate with an existing framework, is challenging. And what I say is that when you decide to do e-commerce, whether it's click and collect, delivery, and curbside, everything's predicated on volume, volume of sales. Now, there are some retailers that overnight will start with two to three orders a week or five orders a week. And maybe the labor model makes sense to use your own people. But when you start to ramp up, we typically see anything above 100, 150 orders a week. You'll need a much more efficient pick solution. You'll have to have a stronger operating model. And then when you reach 500 to 1,000 orders a week, you can't fulfill it from inside your store anymore. It just makes no sense because you're dealing we're going to be dealing with causing out-of-stock issues, fulfillment issues. Then it's time to consider what the Europeans have always been good at is the dark store model. And maybe now the new flavor is the micro-fulfillment center. But again, there has to be a tangible ROI in terms of being able to implement such a solution. So it's a journey. It takes time. And it's based on volume, quite frankly. I'm going to put you on the spot here, but but give a moment to think about the retailers you work with. Can you give me an example of somebody who's done something amazing and something that we should, you know, it, itself is is uh, admirable, sort of in, in sort of attacking the, the the challenges they've got going now. Yeah, I think um, you know we. I won't name the name of this retailer just yet. Um, this is a retailer that's fundamentally recognized that they serve two communities of shoppers, a B to C with which is the end consumer and the B2B market. And so we're working quite heavily right now in about to launch our B2B experience. The B2B experience is interesting because it's a smaller subset. It's an extremely larger basket. 
And it's fundamentally something that a lot of competitors in the marketplace have chosen to ignore, considering they believe that the BC market is much more grandiose, bigger volume. But the reality is, from a dollars and cents perspective and a margin for a retailer, that B2B space is much better. This one retailer has decided overnight to jump into that. I, that takes a lot of courage to do. Uh, and you know, you gotta follow your gut instinct. Interesting. Um, where else does uh, Mercatus go from here? Uh, any any more exciting uh, plans for the future you can share with us? Yeah, we're, we're starting to have strategic conversations with some brands and some CPGs. We're sort of understand their challenges of how do they go to consumer, how can they come to the table and have the effective conversations with our forward retailers and being able to enhance that e-commerce experience. And what we're finding is each of these brands are approaching the problem differently. Uh, but don't necessarily have a consistent guiding light. And we're kind of hoping to be that, that guiding light for them. Uh, best of luck with that. Okay. And Sly, thanks so much for, for being on here. We really appreciate Pleasure. it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to 10 Items or Less. Stay tuned for our next segment. Mm-hmm.